Hello! Welcome! Welcome to The Real Japan, episode 6. Yes, I am Ferg, and one of I'm your hosts. Kenzo. Yes. Kenzo, how was your week? Week was uneventful, as always. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, just, just chilling. Just relaxing. Yep. Um... Well, here's something for you that I was thinking about. This past week, I went grocery shopping, okay. which is not not very exciting. Yeah, it doesn't sound too exciting. No, but here's an interesting thing uh, I noticed when parking at the grocery store. It seems to me, what do you think about this? That in Japan, most people reverse the car into the parking space. Yes, yes, yes. To a sort of, to an extent, you know, ninety-five percent of uh, people parking will do it that way, yeah. as opposed to driving the car straight into the parking space. Yeah. What, yeah. what do you think about that? Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I think uh, I think it's out of necessity. Yeah. In in, in many cases, anyway, because the yeah. parking spaces are rather small. Yeah. Yeah. So if you try to go in. Like head first, yeah. There's some, not enough space. Yeah, to... you, sometimes you won't make it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You, so you kind of have to back in. Yeah. Uh, I know certainly in the U.S., like mm. the only people that park like that are the street racers. Oh, the only people that reverse in. Yeah, yeah. Just because, oh, really? like, just because it looks, you know, cool. I guess. Yeah, because so everyone, because would... everyone else is, you know. Just first. drive straight in. Yeah, but then you see one car that's parked yeah. the other way. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. In the UK, I would say it's maybe a 50-50 split. Because uh, uh, the parking spaces are smaller, I, I guess? Or... Yeah, probably. I suppose it sounds like it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Certainly, often if it's a narrow space, it's easier to reverse into it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. But one thing I really like about the parking spaces here is that they often they don't have one line, right? They have two lines. Um, well, separating about the, 50, you, 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But say if it's like a modern building or something, mm-hmm. they will have like two lines. So it's like, uh, you know, and they're joined at the top by like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, it, you know, it looks like a sort of like thing like this, like a column. Uh, yeah. Instead yeah. of like in the UK, it's almost always just one line. Yeah, so in the US as well, yeah. So it means here, like, usually you have space to open your door, you know. Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah. It's quite, unless you park very poorly, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, most of the time there's a gap between the cars, which I find quite nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in the UK, if someone parks poorly, you know, they can park very close to your car and it becomes difficult to open the door. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but if you have a, a bigger car, then yeah. it becomes impossible to park within the lines. Yeah, yeah. Because your car just is physically, like, too big. Yeah, yeah. And your car is quite large, right? Yeah, you find, yeah my you car find... is pretty big. And, uh, yeah. like, there are some places... I've hmm. gone to where like I physically couldn't park there. Really, like, I had to go to a different parking place because like wow, it, it, just, yeah. it would not fit. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Because it was one of those structures where, like, you you park your car and then it gets raised up. Yeah, yes. You know, on, yes. like, one of those elevated platforms. Yeah. And, yeah, like, the car was, was too wide for the... Yeah. The lift thing. Yeah. So I had yeah. to go park somewhere else, yeah. Crazy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's quite common here for parking lots to have um, specific parking spots for small cars, right? For cage uh, doshas, yeah, yeah, as yeah. they're called. Um, because normal cars can't fit into those spots. Yeah. So they have certain spots that are marked as only for cagey doorship for smaller vehicles. Yeah, we have a similar thing in the U.S. We have com- we have compact really? spaces. Oh, really? But no, but it's funny. But no one gives yeah. a shit. Yeah. So you'll yeah. see like this huge Ford truck parked <laughs> in like a compact space with half of it sticking out. <laughs> yeah, room. but it's like no one cares. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just a suggestion, right? I mean, it's not like a, a legally binding thing. Yeah, like, you can't yeah, get a ticket yeah. for it, so no one cares. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's annoying, don't get me wrong. Like, it pisses me off, but at the same yeah. time, it's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah. As I said, I do... It has. I have noticed that the vast majority of people back into their spaces here. Yeah. As opposed to yeah. driving mm-hmm. straight in. So, something to watch out for. If listeners are ever thinking of coming to Japan and renting a car, for example. Yeah. If you, you just drive straight in, you'll be the odd one out. Yeah, yeah. Although yeah. some spaces specify. I don't know if you noticed. Oh, really? Yeah. It, you, you have to go in a certain way. Yeah. I, I, like, the most the most often, yeah. the one I see the most often is, and, like, I don't see it often in absolute terms, but the one I do see every once in a while is um, you're not supposed to back in. Yeah. And is that because you have to exit a certain way? Um, it appears that like whenever i see those so there'll be like like it says like a convenience store right mm. and there's like a uh a residential you know it's like an oh, apartment yes. complex or like a house next door yes so if you backed in like your tail your exhaust oh. will be right up against you know uh, this living space yes oh for, that's interesting for whoever lives there yeah so it, the the sign requests that you you know, you yeah. park head first. Yeah. So, you know, your shit isn't, like, going directly in their window. Yeah. I'll have to watch out for that yeah. in future. Yeah. There's many signs and things here that say, don't idle, right? Turn mm. your engine off when you're sitting in your car. Because people do often sit in their cars outside convenience stores, for example. Yeah, just, yeah, because it's either too hot or it's too cold and they just have their, their climate control on. Yes. Yeah. 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 Slightly annoys me. It doesn't annoy me very much, but it annoys me maybe a two on a scale of one to ten. What the the people when... that are idling annoy you? Yes, uh, well, not so yeah. much at convenience stores, but for example, when I go to a ski resort and you know I have to get out and change into my ski boots, for example, oh, so I'm standing yeah, outside the car yeah. and the car next to me is idling. Yeah, there's for some, no reason. There's some right dude there. in there just chilling, like watching watching you undress. <laughs> exactly right exactly yeah. and you know and their exhaust is like you know right next to me yeah 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 but as i said it's not you know it doesn't bother me very much mm-hmm. at all you know um 
but yeah, driving driving culture. Anyway. Yeah, that's a whole other can of worms. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have. There's been a few road rage stories. Lately. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. we will be covering um, some driving related items in future. Yeah, no shortage of those. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I think in our last episode you went first, so shall I go first this time? Yeah, sure, go for it. Uh, now, this is a big news item, and I don't want our listeners to be too shocked. Um, but this happened in the city of uh, Totori, in okay. the prefecture of the same name, which is in West Japan, I suppose you would say. Yeah. Where a stork was... As in the bird, a stork yeah. uh, was attacked and killed by a fox. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah, and that's our news story for today. What okay. do you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> no, so, uh, you know, I just wanted to give you some background on this. All incident. right. Um, well, it, it is funny that that's like a national news item. Yeah, well, the Oriental White Stork. Uh, it's called Konotori uh-huh. in uh, in Japanese. Oh, that's the one that brings the babies, right? That is a very good point. It's not the one that brings the babies. What? Really? But it's, really. But oh. it's very similar. It's very similar. The one that brings the babies is the European white stork. Uh, and this is the oriental white stork that we're talking about. <laughs> okay. But, they were originally thought to be the same species, but now they're considered different species. Really? Well, that's interesting. Y- yes, sir. Uh, the Oriental White Stork is a special natural monument of Japan. Tokubetsu mm. Tennen Kinenbetsu. Are they uh, endangered or something as well? Or? Critically endangered. Oh, really? Yes. They're, worldwide, there is believed to be only... Uh, between 1,000 and 2,500 uh, oriental white storks in the wild. This is according to what I read oh. on the website of the Hyogo Park of the Oriental White Stork. That's a research institution uh, focusing on the breeding and reintroduction of mm-hmm. the uh, oriental white stork in Japan. Um, like, have they oh, made progress? In, you know, I think they're making progress. They certainly wrote bring, about their initiatives on their website. Like uh, in, in, in bringing the population, you know, at least kind of turning the tide. Yeah, it, increasing the population. I'm not yeah. sure, to be honest, how successful their mm. initiatives are. But they are certainly, yes, uh, focusing on, you know, uh, providing environments for the birds to nest right, and right, raise right. young storks. They can you can actually go online to YouTube. Um, you know, just wait, Kenzo. You have to do it when the episode is over and we okay. finish the recording. But you can go onto YouTube and watch live. They have live cameras set up that show the storks nesting. Oh wow, that's nice. Yeah, I went. I was having a look earlier today. Yeah. There were five people watching when I logged on. <laughs> now, anyway, but back to the story. Okay. So, this research institution, the Hyogo Park of the Oriental White Stork, uh, which is based in Hyogo 
it's close to Tottori, also mm-hmm. in West Japan. Um, they discovered that a stork had been attacked by a fox. Uh, now, they think this is what happened because they found the stork uh, in a field, in a rice field, and they found nearby fur and droppings that upon analysis, um, they found that the per- perpetrator of this incident was most likely a fox. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, this actually, it may surprise you, dear, but this is the first time um, that this institution has been able to pinpoint an example of a stork being preyed upon by another animal in the wild. Really? So they had never been preyed upon before, at least to their knowledge? Yes, exactly. The stork, the oriental white stork, is an apex predator. Right, Um, right, right. It doesn't really have any natural predators. You know, normally they sort of fish... Snakes, uh, frogs, mm-hmm. grasshoppers, um, you know, the, these kind of creatures. They're carnivorous. But in this example, it had been eaten by the, the fox, or at least partly eaten. Ouch. Yes. Now, what they think, because of the rarity of this incident, what they uh, think might have happened is that this stork had like a broken wing, for example. Oh, um, okay. Maybe it flew into a telegraph pole. Or something. So it's easy pickings for the fox. Yes, sir. And maybe yeah. it was resting in the field, and the fox got it. Uh-huh. Uh, they're quite large birds, you know. I think their wingspan is uh, when, when they're spread out, about perhaps two meters. Oh wow, that's a big bird. Yeah. Yeah. So you know the fox. That fox, you know, had had some, some balls, you know. Yeah. Not, not to be sexist, could have been a lady fox, right? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you would say in that case, but. But anyway, yeah, just wanted to give you some uh, additional information on storks, um, because they are quite interesting. They're sort of quite culturally notable bird, mm-hmm. I guess you would say. They're very similar to cranes, which are another. Right. Right. A very cultural, culturally notable bird here in Japan, right? Featuring mm-hmm. a lot of mythology, uh, and cranes are often, you know, people will make little origami cranes. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. Um, and storks—they're also similar to herons, but you know, you can tell them apart in case you see one in the wild because they're quite large. So the sizes may be a little bit different, uh-huh. but also as well, they fly with their necks straight out, not in like an S kind of curved shape. Oh, okay. That's probably the easiest way to tell then. Yeah, so watch out for that. Yeah. Um, they are found in, in Russia, China, South Korea, and obviously Japan. What about North Korea? They don't go there. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. It, I suppose it depends what the regime's view on, <laughs> on, on oriental white storks is. Yeah, they, um, they're actually monogamous. And oh, so that's interesting. A male and a female will pair up. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, they will live together and raise their chicks together. Wow. What do you think about that? That's quite sweet. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that is sweet, yeah. Yeah, and they can live for... Well, they have been... Um, the How long they live for is not known in the wild, but they live. they have examples of storks living for over 40 years in captivity. Wow. Yeah. And the collective noun is a muster of storks. Muster, or a phalanx. Phalanx? Phalanx? Phalanx of storks as well. Hmm. Um, have you ever seen a stork in the wild? No, certainly not in the wild. I, m- I might have seen one in like a like a zoo. Yeah. Yeah, but not in the wild, no. Yeah, me neither, I don't think. Yeah. You see cranes every now and again, right? Well, well yeah, you said you saw the cranes and the monkeys... Yeah, that yeah, was crazy. Screaming, yeah. When I went to the monkey park, yeah, the monkey snow park. monkeys screamed at a crane that flew <laughs> nearby. It was shocking, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, so, you know, that might have been a bit shocking to hear that the stork was attached by a fox. But hopefully we won't be hearing too many news stories like that in future. Yeah, well, if they're so endangered, you know, I mean, hopefully they'll they'll get their shit together. Yes, sir. Yeah. I see foxes every now and again up here in the mountains. Do you see any other wild animals? Like, like what do you see most of up there? Uh, monkeys and foxes are the maybe the two main ones. Do you see any, like, deer? There are deer, but I haven't don't think I've seen them. Mm. There are also, I'm not sure what the English name for them is, but um, Kamoshika. They're... Yeah, no idea. Um, yeah, they're sort of a bit like a deer, like a um, a fairly large uh, herbivore plant-eating oh, Okay. In addition, there's also bears, mm. um, which thankfully I haven't seen any. So I'm yeah. always on the lookout. Um, there are wild boar. Oh. As well. Yep, Inoshishi. Yeah. Uh, there are also a number of smaller animals. Um, like there's a tanuki, little. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sort of raccoon dog, I think. Right, right, yeah. Um, and uh, hakubijin. The. It's like a civet, I think, is the name yeah, of it. Yeah, I, I don't know what those are called in, in English, yeah. Yeah, it's like a small, um, sort of, it, it's, how would you describe it? It's like a, a small sort of um, mammal. Yeah, it's like the size of a cat. Yeah, yeah. You know, about. Yeah. But it looks more like a... I don't know, it looks kind of like a raccoon, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's kind of... Yeah, I don't know. Cross between a raccoon and a cat. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, there's plenty of, of nature up here. Yeah, wow. What's even got around here? Rats. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, plenty of cats, too, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, and cats, yeah. Yeah. Stray cats. Yeah. No wild dogs. 
No, 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 I don't see any of those, no. I've heard of wild dogs like in uh, up in more rural areas in Chiba. Oh, like, yeah. did they used to be pets or they're just I've, straight up like wild dogs? Uh, no, used to be pets. I believe. Oh, okay, okay. They have escaped or some or been, you know, thrown away and right, right, right. are now roaming free. Mm-hmm, there used to be wolves in Japan as well, right? But now... Mm. Yeah, there used to be, yeah. Extinct in Japan, I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in Hokkaido, there in the northern northern Japan, there are grizzly bears as well. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Here, the bears I was referring to earlier, Nagano, are uh, black bears. So black bears, yeah. Smaller and less dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, grizzlies don't don't mess you up, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. Don't want to mess with them. For sure. Yeah. But anyway, that's our wildlife-related news for today. Okay. Um, yeah. All right, I guess I'll move on to mine. Okay. Uh, so we were talking about cars earlier. Yes. Uh, so this is a automotive-related bit. Okay. Um, so this happened in Kumagaya. Which is in Saitama. Yep. It's about Kumagaya, I don't know, hour and a half north of Tokyo. Mm. Mm. And so it's another one of those uh, old people driving accidents. Surely not. <laughs> of which not there, in Japan. Of which there are plenty of. Yeah. And so this one is so a car just like plowed into this building. Like, it was, it was a, a small office building. Yeah. Um, and so th- no one was killed, but three people mm. were hurt. Mm. And the... So so Japan drives on the left side. Mm. That's good. Yeah, that, just like in the UK. Yeah, we're in agreement yeah. with that. And so the office building was mm. on the right side of the road. So how did the driver get... Yeah, and, managed to go all the way across. An, another, yet another fine example of Japanese journalism. Where, like, if you yeah. listen closely, like, it kind of doesn't make any sense, but no one really, <laughs> really bothered to do a sanity check on it. Yeah. But uh, so, and, and I'm taking this from the, the news report. Mm. But the driver of the car mm. tried to pull into a parking lot. Okay. On the right. On the on the left side. On the left side of the road. Yes. So pretty much, you know, just, just you know, if you're driving right. on the left, yep. and just take a gentle left. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah. Day one on, in driving school. Yeah, into the parking lot. Mm. But instead... So how did he end up in an office building instead, on the other side of the road? <laughs> the driver doesn't know what happened and ended yeah. up turning... Like going across oncoming traffic, yeah, and hitting a parked car on the other side, yeah, and then bouncing off the parked car and into the building. No way! Yikes! Oh, uh, man, that's crazy. And, and was the driver okay? Uh, I think uh, so. The driver and the pat. There were two people in the car, and they mm-hmm. both had light injuries. And then mm-hmm. someone in the building ha- got hit. Mm-hmm. 
But since presumably the car had already slowed from hitting the parked car, yeah, they, they yeah. weren't hurt that bad either. Uh, yeah. So so you know, thankfully no one got killed. But so what happened? Did the driver temporarily black out, for example? I I guess. Yeah. <laughs> There's really no like. Man. Good explanation did, for. Did it mention how old the driver was? Yeah, yeah. The, the it was a. Woman in her seventies, yeah, and the passenger was her husband, who was like I think eighty, I think, or something like that. Wow, yeah, it's dangerous, isn't it? You know, you put someone in control of a big piece of metal that's going at, you know, fifty kilometers an hour, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and man, that's people's lives at risk right there. Yeah, although now they have this thing where uh, I think if you're yeah, I I don't know if it's a national thing, but mm. in certain areas, I I know like Nagoya, they have mm. this uh, law mm. where if you're seventy, it was either seventy or seventy five plus. Yeah, then you need to take a driving test. Oh, really? To to, yeah. to renew your license. Yeah, yeah, and is it are the licenses every two years here? Yeah, yeah, I think they're every yeah. two years, yeah. It's quite frequent, right? Because in the UK, I think it's 10 years or something like that. Really? 10 years? I think so, yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, I've only done it once, and I got my license when I was in, still in high school. So. Yeah, yeah. I think in the US, is, um, it's longer than two. Maybe, yeah. I don't know, maybe like five? I don't think it's 10, yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean... With the aging population here, this is a bit of an issue, isn't it? Old, older, yeah, old driving, yeah. and it's a difficult one as well because you know if elderly people live, um, you know somewhere that is even just a little bit more rural, you know, a car may be necessary for their independence. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's an issue. At the same time, you need to balance that with the danger to the public, right? I don't know. Have, I I always yeah. thought that yeah. they should just make it a requirement where like if mm. you're past a certain age, mm. then you you have to drive a, a a stick shift. Oh really? Like, yeah. I, mean, I think that would solve a lot of issues. Because you have to be more like you gotta be paying you gotta be paying fucking attention if you're driving a stick shift, you know. Oh, yeah, well, you can't, re- I mean, I suppose you could, but you can't, it's di- you know, with a, a manual, with a stick shift, you're unlikely to just sort of accidentally press the accelerator and fly into the a car in front of you when you meant to press reverse, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, um, but having said that, my uh, grandmother... Mm. You know, in the in the UK, sort of ninety ninety nine percent maybe of cars are manual. The vast majority. Right, my, right. my grandmother drove a manual. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, probably past the point where she was safe. Right, right. Um, but yeah, they have those stickers here, right? It looks. How would you describe it? It's like uh, a sort of. Looks like a pinwheel. Yes. But uh, it's supposed, colors. yeah. But it's supposed to represent what was it like a like a some kind of leaf? 
Oh, is that what it represents? Yeah, I it does think look so. a bit like a leaf, right? Yeah. I forget what, what kind of leaf, but basically it's a colorful, like, autumn leaf. Yeah, and yeah. elderly people have them on their cars. Yeah, although it's, although it's not required. Yeah. Yeah, it's optional. And it's supposed to say, hey, back away. This person in front of you is an elderly driver. Yeah, they'll run into you if you don't watch <laughs> yourself. <laughs> um, do you, if you see one of those on the road, do you give them extra space? Uh, well, I'm a bit more cautious. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But but then, the, like the thing is, if if an elderly person is self-aware enough to put that sticker on their car yes. then that probably means like you know they at least care about driving yeah it's a bit of a catch-22 almost you know what it? i mean yeah so like yeah it's probably they're probably not going to cause too many issues yeah 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 i mean it's very very common where i live because you know as i have mentioned before i live in a rural area mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so many of the people here are elderly people there's many elderly people who still work in the fields for example and they drive small trucks around which are very common here right right the, right the right k, k truck mm -hmm. um and they're everywhere with those uh the elderly elderly people right stickers the stickers yeah mm. Yes, make everyone drive yeah. stick, man. It'll solve all your problems. <laughs> well, I don't mind that. I'm on board with that. Yeah. As I said, I had never driven an automatic until I came to Japan. Where here it's the vast majority of cars are automatic, right? Yeah, vast majority, yeah. Yeah. Um, I couldn't find a car, a used car, with my criteria in my budget that was manual. Oh, oh so you had to get an automatic had to get on. Oh, automatic, damn, yes. sucks. Yeah, well. Yeah. Ne next one, next one. Yeah, next one, next one. Yeah. Um, I think, just quickly though, I think probably where I am, you know, there's snow and things on the road, and a manual might even be slightly better. Yeah, than, yeah, especially, yeah, I mean, when, whenever there's like, you know, inclement weather or, mm. you know, like, uh, like hilly, terrain mm, yes yeah i mean yeah. the manual is always going to be better yeah 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 unless you've got like a really recent car with like really like crazy traction control like th then that's yeah. better but yeah yeah like for in the majority of cases mm. yeah i think a manual would be better mm. well let's let's hope that those three people that were injured in that incident are all right eh yeah, wish them a speedy recovery. Yeah, and did you say the driver was the male or the female? The driver was the 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 wife. The wife. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's. Yeah, maybe she can reassess her driving. Ability, yeah, right? that See, that might be a good idea. You know, yeah. if she is safe to be on the roads. Mm, mm -hmm. The roads here are fairly safe, though, in general. I would say. Yeah, I think so. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of like you get. Like ninety nine percent safe, and then you get one nutcase like yeah, <laughs> like driving at like two hundred miles an hour. Like, um, although people do tailgate here a lot, I found. I, yeah, do, is mm. that a fair assessment? Um, yeah, I found yeah. that to be slightly more common here than I'm used to in the UK. Yeah, I don't understand what those people are trying to 
accomplish. Mm. Well, often I think it's that they want to get past, right? Which you think? No, I think. Well, I mean, but people do it in situations where there's nowhere to go past anyway. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I've a lot of the roads here are rural where there's no passing space. If there is a passing space mm-hmm. and someone is tailgating me, I'll pull over and let them pass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, you know, oftentimes it will be there's a bus or a lorry in front of me. Yeah, yeah. I can't go any faster. Yeah, yeah, that, you know? that, that that's then... what gets me the most. <laughs> yeah. It's like when it's obvious that there's like yeah. something slow in front of me. Yeah. But, yeah. There, but then there's someone on my ass. Yeah, and it's yeah. like it's like what what do you what do you want me to do? You know, it's just yeah, like yeah. just get back. Yeah, one thing that I like here while we're on the subject is um, one thing that Japanese drivers do, like if you let someone out, for example, they will flash their hazard lights. Oh yeah, right, yeah, say they thank do you. That, yeah, the, which the, I think the, is the a thank nice, you sign. Yeah, yeah, which is a nice sign, right? Because you know, in the UK, people would wave, for example, but you right, can't right, right. usually say if it's at night, for example, it's it's difficult to see. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. So just the quick flash of the hazard lights is quite a nice, easy way to express your thanks. I think. And yeah, I, I agree with you there. That's a, a nice a nice touch that people people mm. do. Yeah. Do, do you do it? Yeah, I do it. I. I yeah. Oh yeah. I do when I'm supposed to. Yeah, yeah, I do it. Or like, if it's a very busy intersection, and I really want to get out, so I squeeze out, even though I know I probably shouldn't. But then I'll say thank you to the guy behind us if, oh, thanks for letting me out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though he probably didn't want to. Yeah, well, if you um, do that, then it's, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. If, if you flash the hazards, yeah. then it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, or if it's like a part where you can't see out into the road, so you edge out, and then it gets to the point where you have to stop the traffic to get. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, if, out like then... if you're coming out from like a gas station or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, driving culture here in Japan, eh? It's yeah, a, it's an a, interesting area. It's interesting, yeah. Um. All right. Should we move on to another story? Yeah, we'll throw it back to you. Okay, so uh, the this story is about the world-famous uh, Mount Fuji, um, which I'm sure our listeners are familiar with. Mm. Now, in 2014, uh, Mount Fuji, after becoming actually a world heritage... Yeah, uh, which was a big deal. Yes, back in all over in the news at the time, yeah. Yes. Um... We discussed Japan heritage in our previous episode, but uh, yeah. yeah, Mount Fuji, it became a, a world heritage site in 2013. And then in 2014, off the back of that, um, they introduced a fee for people climbing Mount Fuji. This was quite a big deal as well. I remember it being reported on in the news at the time. Yeah, um, I think it was a bit controversial at the time. Yes. Because previously there was no cost to climb up Mount mm-hmm, Fuji. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, other than if you got accommodation on the mountain, obviously. Hey, man, they want that tourist money. Yes, Sweet, sir. sweet tourist exactly, money. Yes. 
I mean, the fee was very reasonable, right? It was yeah, yeah, 1, it, it wasn't, yeah. 1,000 yen, about mm-hmm. $10, a bit less, $9 maybe. Yeah. Um, and this fee was charged at the fifth station, it's called, which is, you know, there's points going up the mountain. Yeah, yeah. Um, the fifth one being roughly, there's like 10 of them, I think. Yeah, so it's about, is, about halfway. Yeah, it's about halfway, and it's where the roads go as far as. Oh, yes, yeah, so uh, you can drive up to the fifth and then walk from there. Yes, exactly, yeah, which yeah. is why many many people, probably most people, in fact, start their climb there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and for climbers, you know, people intending to reach the summit, they started charging in 2014 1,000 yen. Um, and this money was, it went mainly to uh, the prefectural governments of Shizuoka and mm-hmm. Yamanashi. Mm-hmm. To, because Mount Fuji is kind of on the border of these two prefectures, these two counties. Right, 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 yeah. Um, and it raised not a small amount of money. Um, you know, so far since its introduction, it's raised about 56 million yen. Oh, for wow. Shizuoka and 87 million yen for Yamanashi. Yeah. And that's used to pay for facilities on the mountain, for example, and keep, you know, make sure it's not dangerous, pay for guides and things. Yeah, you know, as, long, as long as it's being, you know, being put to good use, I don't think people would mind too much. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I, I certainly wouldn't mind. You know? you know, and there is a big, a large volume of people climbing Mount Fuji. So there's 300,000 people climbed it in 2017. Right, mm-hmm. But the, now the thing is, the reason I bring this up now is, um, so as I said, this was for people intending to reach the summit. So if you didn't intend to reach the summit, you didn't have to pay the fee, even if you were going past the fifth station. Hmm, okay. Um, so so wait, result, wait, wait, it's a... Yes. Uh, I'm sorry. If you didn't go all the way to the top, then you don't have to pay the fee? Correct, yes. So, and where do they collect the fee? At the fifth station. So, could you... Around halfway just, up. So, could you just say, oh, no, I'm not going to the top? Surely not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, maybe that has something to do with the... <laughs> uh, you know, maybe that is... Something to do with the reason why only about half of people actually pay <laughs> okay. the fee. That just seems like the, the dumbest thing. Uh, you know, I've seen it written about, uh, you know, in English language sort of sources on the web. I've seen it described as voluntary. <laughs> which Yeah, yeah well, I, know, I don't fault in... people for thinking that if... It's yeah. just like weird, like, oh, if you don't go to the top, you don't have to pay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's only, it only paid by about approximately half of... Right. I mean, they think it's about half of people. They're not sure because, um, you know, the government, I think it was the government, mm-hmm. um, put in like a, a some kind of device to measure people, the number of people actually climbing the mountain but the device broke <laughs> so they, they didn't ah, know yes. they bureaucracy didn't know at its finest were. right there yes they didn't know how many people were actually climbing it and then they had to guess that it was maybe 
50% of people. So, uh, <laughs> I wonder how they guessed. Basically. It's like a bunch of dudes sitting in a room. It's like, well, how many do you think climbed? That well, to be fair, I think, I think the climbing season is approximately three months long. And I think this device was only broken for a month of those. Oh, so they could potentially there. like extrapolate it from. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Even um, then, but... though, it just seems kind of like. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Yeah, let's just let's just add fifty percent and uh, call it a day. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now, now they're going to just charge it to everyone who goes beyond the fifth station. Well, yeah, which they should have done in the first <laughs> place. I'm like, whose brilliant idea was that? You know. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, surely it's it's fine, right, to trust the you know, the honesty and the goodwill of, of the climbers. Yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> Surely no one would say that they <laughs> that they didn't intend to climb all the way to the top when they did. Yeah, so, uh, well, yeah, if you stop, like, you know, 10 centimeters short of the summit, then technically you haven't climbed to the top, right? So you don't have yeah, to that's pay. true. You're yeah. just doing sightseeing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Yes, sir. It's, um, did you know that February 23rd is, uh, Fujisan no Hino? Oh, God. Day of Mount Fuji. Stupid <laughs> Japanese holidays with their numbers. <laughs> well, that's great, don't you think? Uh, what is it? What day is it? February 23rd. Yeah, because it's Fujisan, right? Yeah, I guess I I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, it is a uh, for uh, listeners. Yeah. Um, uh, in Japanese, like you can, like certain numbers will have like letter sound. letter yeah sound yes. like equivalents. Yes. And so so Fuji San, you can write a two two three. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they they love to do that. Yes, yeah. There's many different days that are uh, that have like know. a phonetic connection with the yeah you know, underlying uh, holiday. There's one for like the day of meat, right? Oh yeah, twenty nine is Niku. Yes. Yep. Yeah. God. <laughs> do you strictly observe those days? <laughs> I I try to forget them. Really. <laughs> Because they're, they're, they're bullshit holidays. It's not even like yeah, a real I? holiday. But it's great. Well, the funny thing about Mount Fuji Day in February 23rd is it's not even during the climbing season, <laughs> which is in the summer. Yeah, so like, like I said, it's, what did I just say, man? It's a bullshit holiday. It's like, um, uh, like what's that, White Day? Yeah, uh, March. March. That's... March 14, 14 right? yeah. But that's just like a month after Valentine's Day, right? Yeah, but like it's another one of those, it's another bullshit Japanese holiday that people invented so they could get Not people bullshit, to buy shit. Surely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so the chocolate companies could sell more chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, for listeners that aren't familiar with what we're talking about, there is um, Valentine's Day in Japan. The tradition here is that women will give men 
including co-workers and men that they're not in any sort of relationship with. Yeah. Uh, chocolate. Kind of, kind of like how you used to roll back in grade school. I think most people, right? Like you get everyone in the yeah. class like a, like a Hershey's Kiss or something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But um, pretty much that carries on into adulthood in Japan. Basically. Yes, in in companies. Yeah, yeah. And then that um, is returned one month later in, on March fourteenth yep. when. There is a unique Japanese holiday of White Day where the male employees, for example, and the men will give back chocolate to the woman that they receive chocolate from. Yep. Um, and it's called White Day because traditionally they would give uh, white chocolate on that mm-hmm, day. Mm-hmm. Do you strictly observe White Day? No. No? Surely not, man. Well, You've well... got to... Show appreciation for all the the women in your life. Nah, I'm I'm good, thanks. And like I'll, really? I'll 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 take my chocolates and, and 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 if it ever comes up, I'll be like, oh, we don't we don't. That's not how we roll in uh in USA, <laughs> man. That's not how we do things. Yo, that that old trick, eh? And then and then I'll leave out the bit about how in America, you know, the men get the women things on Valentine's Day. I'll, 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 <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, leave, right. I'll leave that part out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that old Chester. Eh? That old, you turn it into a, a one-way street. Yeah, basically, I, you know, I, I spin a it scam. to my advantage. Yikes! <laughs> it has been there has been a little bit of a fuss in recent years, right, about um, companies banning this. Um, you know, they call it giddy choco, right? Oh, has it's, there? I, I'm not familiar with the, with the fuss. Yeah, sort of, which I guess, like, the translation would be, like, a literal translation would be, like, obligatory chocolate, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, chocolate that you have to give almost to, say, for example, like, your manager or, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. other men in your department when you don't particularly want to. Um, and, you know, the women have the pressure of giving the chocolate first, right? So there has been a little bit. Right, of, right, right. You know, I've read some articles about companies banning giddy chocolate banning the obligation chocolate. So can you give chocolates? Well, only in secret if you're found out to be giving because, chocolate. Yeah, yeah, because by extension doesn't that essentially ban <laughs> the exchange of, you know what I mean? Because if you do give someone chocolate, then that means you know, you're interested or whatever. And a lot, yeah. of, a lot of companies frown upon that behavior. Yeah, for sure, right? Yeah. Well, it could be illegal. Yeah. Breaking the law. Caught between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, you're screwed, man. Yeah. Although, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess the underlying thing is, like, if you're going to be giving gifts to mm. whoever, mm. like, do it on your own time, I guess is basically yeah. what they're saying, you know? Well, which is understandable, yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 Do, do it in private. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, anyway, that was, uh, we went off topic a bit there, but that was, uh, you know, Mount Fuji will now be charging everyone going past the fifth station. Well, well, good on them. They they should have done that in the first place. (laughs) You know, uh, just while we're on the topic of Mount Fuji, I was reading an article in, on a website that may or may not have been, uh, conspiracy focused. Um, 
and they were saying there might be a high possibility of Mount Fuji erupting in 2019. And if that does happen... They say that every year, man. <laughs> well, if that does happen, we could have a, a volcano tsunami um, of up to 50 meters high. You know, it could be tens of thousands of victims. Well, you're fine in Nagano. I hope so. You know, part of the this article was, you know, drew attention to the fact that there's been lots of seismic activity in the mm -hmm. Ring of Fire, the sort of seismic range, I guess, in the right. Pacific mm -hmm. uh, lately, including the eruption in Indonesia last year, I think. That was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. The recent earthquake in Hokkaido. They also pointed to the fact that on the cover of The Economist, which... <laughs> All right, now this is getting... <laughs> which, well, The Economist had a feature called The World in 2019. Okay. And on it, among the different things on that cover, you could see Mount Fuji in the background. Okay. So, watch out, watch out, that's all I'm uh, saying. You, you, take, take your Illuminati shit elsewhere, man. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> well, I just hope, as you said, I'm safe up in the mountains. Yeah, yeah, know? well, yeah, either way, you're, you're, you're good, man, you're safe. Yeah. I, I think, I think I'm, I think I'm okay in Saitama. Mm, yeah. I'm far enough away from the coast, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're good. Yeah. Those, uh, those other people that live by the by the ocean, well, best yeah. of luck. Scary times in 2019. Yeah. Eh? Yeah, by a boat, I guess. Yeah. So for any climbers thinking they might climb it in 2019, maybe leave it till your next trip, eh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, man. Well. Uh, I guess we'll move on to the, uh, the last item. Yep, yeah, okay. Um, th this one's... Short and sweet. Mm, just uh, how I like them. And it has a, a happy ending. Feel good ending. Oh, that's good. Great. So there's a, there's a drunk guy. In, okay. Uh, let's see. Where, where where was this? In uh, Takamatsu. Oh, right. In yep. Kagawa, which is on the island of Shikoku. Mm. Um, I guess somewhat close to Osaka, maybe. Like, relatively speaking. Yes. Yeah, West uh, Japan, right? Yeah, over in West Japan. And mm. so this guy got uh, smashed out of his mind. Surely not. And he he was just roaming the streets. Yeah. In, in a drunken state. Yeah. And he came wow. across some, uh, some landscaping, some trees. Ooh, and they okay. and they were I guess they were relatively young trees. They have been planted somewhat recently. Yeah, and there's security camera footage, and you can see this guy. But he just he just walks up to this tree, hmm. and he just starts like pulling at it and pushing at it. Whoa, and, no. and, and eventually, what did the tree he, do to him? I don't know, but he didn't like him. No way. And eventually, he just knocks it over. Yikes! Yeah. And then, then he just, and he, you see him, he just goes on his merry way. But apparently the... Poor the, tree. The police analyzed the footage. Yeah. And they, they found him. How did they work out who it was from the footage? Uh, 
presumably there were multiple cameras in the area because it was a, yeah. it was along a like an outdoor shopping. Yeah. Even though it was at night, but you know there were plenty. Mm. Of, there was plenty of light and plenty of cameras. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So they tracked him down, mm. and they uh, they were going to book him mm. for vandalism. Mm. But uh, what happened? he 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 apologized, and mm. he he uh, got in contact with the 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 city, the people that are in charge of the the mall, the shopping area. Yeah. And he said he would pay to have the tree replanted. Oh, that's good, isn't it? Yeah, so it was a happy ending for that one. Yeah, so yeah. we can rip it down again. Yeah, probably, yeah. Yikes. Was this after work drinks or something, I'm guessing? Uh, I guess, yeah. It says it was around midnight, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's probably drinking after work. And I suppose in a smaller city like that, you know, you can't really get away with that sort of behavior as easily as you might be able to in a large place like Tokyo. Yeah, example. that's true. Yeah. It's a lot easier to track people down. In the... Yeah. Even though Takamasu's, it's, mm. it's large city, mm. you know, I mean, it's a relatively large city, but yeah, yeah, it's not nothing like Tokyo. So it's probably easier to, easier to track people down. Yeah. Mm. What sort of, yeah, it's irresponsible behavior, though, isn't it, on the drunken man's part? Yeah, he was angry about something. Yeah, did it yeah. say how much he had to pay? No, it didn't say, no. I wonder if it was expensive. Uh, I'm sure the contractors will gouge him for... Yeah, probably, right? Yeah, probably, yeah. For planting the tree. Yeah. Yikes. So we've had some... some silly drunken behavior we've had a few stories now haven't we because we had that one before with the self-defense force member yeah was, yeah yeah you know up to naughty tricks naked uh in the snow yeah now this guy going ham on a tree yeah pushing trees over poor tree yeah not cool man not cool at all i have to watch out for for other examples of this behavior. Yeah, I'm sure there's uh, there's no shortage of drunk people. Yeah, we got the youth of Japan posting silly videos from their part-time jobs. We've got the adults. Yeah. The adult men especially getting drunk and up to no good. Yeah, not setting a good example. No, sir. It's just yeah. that the women are the backbone of this society, eh? Yeah, apparently. Keeping the families going. <laughs> Well, I All guess right, that man. about wraps it up. Yeah, I think we're coming up on an hour, right? Let's, or slightly under, but let's maybe we yeah. can wrap it up here. Okay. So as always, uh, find us on our social media. Yes, uh, sir. Twitter at Real Japan Guys. Yep. And Instagram at Real Japan Guys. Mm. Our website at thereal.jp. Yep. And our email is mm. mail at mm. thereal.jp that's mail m-a-i-l yes oh yeah Not yeah M. mail yeah as in as in mailbox yeah yeah because it's real japan guys so maybe it could be yeah, mail yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll make a female one maybe yeah um and our podcasts are available on itunes and mm. soundcloud yes like and, and subscribe yes. 
and, and, uh, and rate and review. Please, uh, please visit our YouTube channel. Yes. Uh, you can find the link on our website mm. and help us reach 100 subscribers so we can get a real URL. Yes. Yep. And that's our goal. Yep. And then we can retire in peace. Yep. And then we can uh, <laughs> bid you good evening. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well. Okay. I think that's it for us. Goodbye. All right. See you next week.